from Game 7 or from Championship number 6. Jordan, open, Chicago with the lead! Remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one on one, Irving puts it up, it's good, Kyrie Irving from downtown! We're sending it in, Jerome, that's for damn sure. Yes, yes, what's up everybody, welcome to the Taproom Sports Podcast, I am your host, Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats, here with my boys, Raider Eddie, Irving Washington, Irving, I actually have a, a nickname for you, by the way, I came up with a good what's one. What's my nickname? Swerving Irving Washington. <laughs> That's what my dad. So it, 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 it's fitting. <laughs> I like it, dude. It almost reminds me like the Iceman George Gervin, like back in the seventies. Swerving that's, Irving Washington. Yeah, with that's two. definitely a seventies nickname. Seventies, eighties nickname. I like. He used to make me watch his highlights. That dude was cold, bro. Hey, so that hold on, that was your dad's nickname. No, he called. You know, he called me. That was my nickname for him. He called me Swerving Irvin or Irv Gotti. But he used to watch, like back in the East, he had these old tapes. I used to watch uh, George Gervin and uh, oh, Julius yeah. Irvin. Iceman was know, so nice, bro. Because back in the day, you used to have to dub the, uh, the games because they wasn't on national TV. So he had a lot of those. <laughs> Them shits is gone now. I wish I should. I wish I could have held on to him. Yeah, dude, that would have been dope. You could like cut highlights and post clips online, dude. Everyone would have loved you for that shit. Damn. Anyways, how y'all doing tonight? Uh, could be better, dude. Could be 2-2 instead of 3-1. Uh, well, I mean, but then your Warriors are doing all right. No that's dog ex- in the fight. That's expected. But go Oilers. And shout out to the Oilers fan that really thought that I thought that McDavid was coming to the Kings. No, nah, he's not an <laughs> Oilers fan, though. He's actually a Flames fan. Oh, he is? Oh, okay. Yeah. He's just Canadian. You know. Oh. <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm I'm telling you though, like I'm a, I'm a full, always like I'm a full blown <laughs> conspiracy theorist when it comes to sports because I absolutely could see a scenario where the NHL is like, yo, we got to get Connor McDavid out of here and into a big market. You know what I mean? Like that's basically what they did with Wayne Gretzky to the Kings. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the NBA did with Patrick Ewing in the draft. I mean, dude, there's all. Really yeah, rigged. a lot of people tell me that what draft was rigged too for the Bulls to get Derrick Rose. I mean, it could have been because the NBA never shows like the actual balls or the, right, or right. anything. They just like go up <laughs> at a live show and they're like, "Yeah." So how do how do any of us know that that's the actual true lottery? Wait, back in the day, did they used to show them or no? They, they did. They used to the little ball used to pop up and yeah, take yeah, it yeah. out, right? Yeah. But they didn't show you as homeboy underneath it, like taking them all out <laughs> and that they needed. You know what I mean? Dude, it's, it's oh, man. Imagine if the NFL did that. Well, the NFL is based on records. That's why like, a lot of I people. I know what I'm just saying. Imagine if you go by record, but they still get that worst record, a certain amount of balls. Oh, yeah. Well, kind of, right? They do the coin toss if two teams tie. Yeah, but that's, that's, that's like doing no that fucking record. coin toss. Yeah, that's toss, old dude. as hell. That's how the Lakers got Magic Johnson. I think the only true way of, like, not rigging a lottery or anything like that is, I think, honestly, I don't think any team should be able to draft top five back-to-back years. Like, it should be, like, if you finish with the worst record two years in a row, like, sorry, dude, you're drafting sixth or seventh, you know? That's the only way to fix it. Lakers had a top five pick for, like, six years in a row, some shit like that. 
Oh uh, yeah, you guys. Had I a mean, long, you guys had a one for a long time. <laughs> I mean, for every, every year for a long time, dude, the Warriors were in that lottery discussion, dude. So like that was like the highlight of the year until you the get Kings, the number. Until you get the number one pick, and it's Joe Smith. Well, I mean, dude, it's a lot of uh, luck. You know what I mean? Because you can't you can't predict how a kid is going to do once he gets hella money, or, and is he going to progress to the level he can be? I mean, there's just so much that you just can't factor in. And if there was an actual science, like, dude, we would have a team that just fucking dominates every year. Of course. But the Kings done passed on some pretty damn good players. Dude, yeah, yeah you, I mean, you can technically look at the Kings and just do, like, the opposite of everything <laughs> they've done. You'd probably be pretty successful, dude. Like, well, they also have bad luck, too, though, because they always have, like, a fifth or sixth draft pick. So, like, the top guys are always gone. And then, basically, after that, after the top three every year, it's basically a fucking... It's a they could have right. had Luca though. That'll be them in the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I mean that was a that was probably the worst draft I mean, choice of all time. Yeah, they you could look at every year and be like, "Well, the Kings fucked up here." Yeah, but, <laughs> that's, what, but that's what I'm saying is like, but if you look at their draft picks, like you know when they took um, who was that kid from Kansas, Robinson? Mm-hmm. When they took Thomas Robinson, like. I forget who was behind him, but it was like all question marks. Like all the guys had question. Everyone had question marks about the guys behind him. So and they all turned out to be good, and then not him. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's just plus. And like to bring this back full circle, dude. Like one of the biggest fucking conspiracy theories in NBA history involves the Kings and your Lakers. Oh God. Oh no, that was y'all just got your ass whooped, buddy. I didn't get my ass whooped. I fucking hate the Kings. Oh, but... okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there, just is, saying. there is some questionable stuff about that game. However, I mean, there was still like 40 free throws in the fourth quarter. It felt like how questionable was it? You know, I mean, a diehard Laker fan. I'm not complaining. Right. Yeah. I mean, of course you're not. In all fairness, did, too, like there was still how a game was it that? Yeah. And in all fairness, like the Kings fucked up. You left Robert Ory, the greatest clutch <laughs> shooter of all time, like by himself. Like there wasn't anyone within like. 20 feet but, of them, dude. Like, what do you think is going to happen? But it was Cardi Vladi Vladi Divac fought. Instead of swatting the ball up in the air, he swapped. He swiped well, like, the Robert a lot of the Kings' failures can be blamed on Vladi Divac, Steve. Yeah, yeah, including after he played. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it doesn't even get worse than that. That is one big pile of shit. <laughs> but let's, uh, let's, let's talk about some news that happened today. So it came out today that Colin Kaepernick – uh, was working out for the Raiders. There's some video of him throwing the ball. Um, there was rumors earlier in the offseason, too, that, like, the Seattle Seahawks could be interested in him. And I think there was there was one other team, right, Irv? Uh, yeah, I forgot who it was. Yeah. Well, Mark Davis came out months ago and said he'd be interested. Maybe it was, it was just the Seahawks. Raiders and Seahawks. And even, even before the Raiders moved to Vegas, he was I think he was looking at them, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's totally a Mark Davis move for sure. Hundred percent. So I think it was the Seahawks, the Raiders, and I think it was. Remember, it was that one team that bought him in for a workout, but nobody ever found out who it was. Yeah, I don't know who. Oh, the unknown. Yeah, I don't know who that was. Because they probably fans probably would have rioted and had a mutiny. It's probably the Patriots, dude, and that's why Josh McDaniels <laughs> is like, "Yo, let's bring him in." I mean, he's <laughs> like, you know, who knows? I don't know. Josh Here. McDaniels, pretty forward thinker, but. What what do you guys think of of this? Do you think that Colin Kaepernick actually has a shot to to get it signed? Like, if he's going to sign with anyone, it's going to be with Mark Davis. To be honest, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mark Davis, and this is all like 
runs in the family. Al Davis always wanted to put a middle finger to the NFL, right? And then Mark Davis now has never done that yet and wants to continue that tradition because he's trying to do everything his dad did. And on top of that, he's still pissed off that Gruden got fired because that was like his idol, right? So what better way to stick it to the NFL than give Kaepernick an opportunity? And in all fairness, like, look at the backup quarterbacks we have in the league right now. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, he should have been on a roster. Like, he should be on it. He's got the talent for a roster. And the Raiders, with Mariota, love to have a speedy running or quarterback to run like fourth and one because, you know, you don't want Carr doing like dives and sneaks all the time, possibly getting hurt. Right. So, like, it's a good fit, in my opinion. You know, I take him. Plus, you don't have to pay him a ton. Just get him in the league, get some film on him. You know, he deserves it. Like, he was cut for, for what? For doing what, like, players do did two three years later with no repercussion yeah well i mean he's still i mean i'm not speaking for myself here but i'm i'm just saying like irving was saying earlier like there was probably a team that wanted to sign him but his fan base wasn't down for it and like there's definitely fan bases in the nfl like the patriots where you know that would not that would not have gone over well you know the cowboys texas basically every if you look at that list of every owner that donated to Trump's campaign, Kaepernick was not sided with that team. Correct. Patriots, Jaguars, Texans. That's why I think Cowboys. the Raiders are a good fit too, because yeah, like so. the fan base would be cool with it. I think. I think they'd be all right with it. Yeah. Plus, you know, Vegas is more of a transplant city, and they're more more uh, forward thinking than uh, most towns or uh, stadiums that he would he would have to uh, play in. Yeah. So, right. And he's in now, Nevada, right? That yeah. UNR connection. Now, thing is, are Raiders going to put any type of restrictions on him? If he still chooses to protest, can he do it? You know, stuff like that. I don't know if they. I wouldn't think they would write anything like that in his contract or something like that or anything like that. They need a backup quarterback. The dude looks like he's still capable of playing football. The last time he was in the league, he wasn't great, but he wasn't terrible. Yeah, so right. he definitely deserves a shot to be on to make a. Uh, Deserves a fair shot to make an NFL roster, so I'm down with it. Yeah, at least throw him in for preseason. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, if he can't cut it after that, like that's on him. Like, he can't be worse than Nathan Peterman. Like, right? And we held on to him for years, dude. Yeah, bitch, Trubisky. So, like, you know, so I mean, like, Blaine Gabbert fucking played in the NFL for how long? Drew Lock, come on. Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch, there you go. Oh, my God. It goes on and on. Fucking Dan Orlovsky, for that matter. He should have never been off an NFL roster. Whatever happens outside of the white lines shouldn't dictate his job status. Yep, no, I agree. Agreed. I think it's – I I wouldn't – I mean, honestly, I don't think he's going to sign, though, at the end of the day. Yeah, because you got some people that think he's made enough money off the field to not even want to play football anymore. A lot of people think he don't want to play football anymore. He still has a Nike deal. He has a documentary on Netflix. Like he sacrificed his career. He did get rewarded for it. Not saying he did that. On, he did it just to get right. you know, reap those benefits. He did. He stood up for what was right and what he believed in his heart. So you always got to give him props for that. But right. And I'd like to. Th- yeah. I also like to think we're just a more forward-thinking country than when he did that. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's been yeah. so many movements on top of that since. Yeah, you don't got your president coming out calling him a son of a bitch and all right, that, right. You know, all this other shit. So it, it makes it it makes it a lot a lot a lot better situation. Yeah, no, that's that's absolute facts. All right, let's talk about uh, let's talk about these games today, dude. So let's let's start with the NHL because I think that 
that game was pretty interesting because Colorado led three to nothing heading into the second period. Man, I turned it off. I turned it back on in the third. I'm like three to three. What the hell is going oh on? Oh my god, you missed everything. Yeah. And then I saw my boy score the goal of the year. I'm the like, kid, dude, that goal was sick as fuck. <laughs> that was that so was sick. Nasty. Dude. I was like, oh yeah, this shit is over with. <laughs> And then nope. they go five yeah, they, on or six on five. They pull a goalie yeah, and score a goal with a minute goal. left. Right. And they do like that. May, first off, that McKinnon goal. Like, just think about like not only like the goal itself, right? He goes end to end, fucking, <laughs> and just like dumps it, gets around three <laughs> dudes, right? Three dudes, puts it in the fucking top shelf corner going 100 miles an hour. First off, but second off, like think of the situation, elimination game, four minutes to go, just says, fuck it. I'm going to do it myself. And then does, right. It's just, it was incredible. It was incredible fucking play. I'm sorry. It was like two minutes left in the game. And then to flip it around and the blues, like. They got heart, bro. Whatever like Batman injected himself (laughs) with and the new Batman, they all took that before that before that line that shift because like if even though there's only six guys in the ice it looked like there was 20 yeah like the avalanche could not figure out what to do defensively they put like four shots on them in like a matter of 12 seconds and then the rebound finally goes in right just to send it to ot but what's that kyler talks have advanced to almost a 280 million dollar deal for kyler murray yeah, you got to do it. What what else are they going to do? <laughs> yeah, they have no. Uh, they have, yeah, people are like, oh, he's this. Because they have no option. He has all right. leverage, bro. That's a that's a franchise that has seen some of the worst quarterback play of all time, dude. And they have a quarterback <laughs> now. There's no way they're just going to let him walk, right. bro. Like they can't. They cannot afford to do that, dude. So, oh, the fan base will fucking riot, dude. I don't know if the fan base would riot, but it's like from a football building standpoint, you know. Like unless you get four first round draft picks for him or five first rounders, like no what else are you gonna do? Either. Yeah, there's no guarantee. Yeah, shit, the Jets have four in one year and they didn't do. Yeah. They Jets did, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. back to hockey. Yeah. So we should get that. The, we should hit that later though. Keep that. I will mind. say that if you're gonna put some money down right now, you can put Avalanche in seven. I think that's the best bet because this momentum I think is gonna carry over into Game Six. Uh, plus, you're going back home. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know the they, av- lose, they, they lost the first two. They lost the first two at home, didn't they? They what? lost one. Oh, they lost one. One at home. Okay. Yeah. One one. So it's it's basically they've won two on the road. Uh, what's it called? I'm sorry. They've won one on the road, one at home, right? Um, and then they should have won two out. They should have won game one too. Do they have but, a line out for that game on Friday yet? Uh, yeah, they do. Hang on. It was. And then Colorado had like the second best record at home or thirds. I know. I know. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. one of the better home teams. I mean, they, yeah, they kind of. Barn, they got up three nothing and they dominated that first period, dude. Like, I was like, dude, this is going to be like five nothing over. game. Yeah. Yeah, this shit's <laughs> over with. Right. But then so they we, like kind of got lackadaisical, dude. Yeah. yeah so that you, defense, that, those offenders, you can tell they, 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 uh, they, they took their foot off the gas. Right. They, they thought it was over. Like, it's what it looked like to me. They thought it was over. Yeah. Um, but for so for Friday's game, you got Blues plus one hundred and fifty mm. at home. Seems pretty. I, I firmly believe they're going to win Game Six, and then the Avalanche will take it in Game Seven. Uh, the Avalanche is the better team, you know, hands down. In my I opinion, I think they had like a momentary out. lapse. You know, what I'm saying that like nervousness of getting to the conference finals for the first time in twenty years. You know what I mean? 
young team. They got to have that that bump in the road. But I think at the end of the day, the Avalanche take it. So if you want to take Avalanche in seven as a bet, I'm sure you can get that right now. Mm, I think they close out next game, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. That's a that's huge momentum, dude. Hockey is very momentum crazy. You know uh, what I'm saying? It, like, it is, but I mean, Colorado's the better team, bro. And like, honestly, I just I think that they just had like a lapse, dude. I think I've seen it with the Celtics in this series too, like in their series. I mean, it happens. Like teams, they're humans. You know what I mean? And like, right. you get overconfident sometimes, and you're like. Fuck it, like we we can bear, do the bare minimum. And we're gonna beat this team. Like it just it's a normal thing that happens with humans, and I think that happened. And I think they know they're the better team, and they're gonna come out and they're gonna prove it on the road at St. Louis. Still no Biddington, dude. So I don't trust the St. Louis Blues. Are they gonna be able to score five goals again? Likely not. You know this was kind of an anomaly type game, dude. And you know hats off to them, dude. They fucking showed out. of the public was on fucking Colorado tonight. We should have known from that (laughs) that they were going to fucking lose, dude. Right. I mean, that was obviously the the best bet, you know what I'm saying, of the day. Like, you just didn't think that this would happen to Colorado. No, not at all. They're the the best team in the NHL. Right. We we know that. Yeah, so, I mean, especially going up 3-0, too. To be up 3-0 and to just, like, lose, I mean, it's like. No, that's nasty. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it before. It just happened a few games ago with the Flames. <laughs> it's happened a lot with the Flames. Well, let's talk about that series since we got the game tomorrow. What's the line right right now, Eddie? Do you have it? Uh, yeah, you got Flames minus one and a half at plus one seventy, minus one fifty on the money line. Um, in the 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 Scosche, so in Calgary, um, where they lost last game. They did. But remember, last game was game two, dude. They don't win game twos ever. <laughs> right now, ever. Right now 80% of the money is on Calgary. 67% on 67% of the tickets are on them. The thing is, though, is that Markstrom looked like he finally came to play in the series second and third period. Even the game-winning goal that they got, like, he made the save and it just catches the top fucking corner of the net, dude. Like, I think uh, the one you know what I'm saying the one thing about this series and like I was talking to this with Ben about it last night is one thing I've noticed in these playoffs is the team that blocks the most shots usually wins the game. Like Tampa is like one of the best team at blocking shots, and they just ran through the Panthers who didn't block that many shots. In the last two games, you know the Oilers have been blocking a ton of shots, and they've been making it pretty difficult on the Flames, like not allowing anyone to get in the slot, not allowing any good shot quality opportunities but no redirects all that good stuff yeah yeah it's one and done there's not a lot of rebounds but i felt like i felt like in the third period of last game when when calgary tied it up and it went into overtime i felt like they finally started to figure out what edmonton was doing defensively because if you watch their power plays in games two and three like there was no one getting behind the net like, they, right. everything was, like, from far away. They were just shooting it at the point, hoping for a rebound. They weren't able to get a rebound because Edmonton was kind of just collapsing in. So, I think they might have figured something out, Eddie. I think you're right. And I do think that Markstrom gained some confidence confidence because he has not been good against Edmonton all has year not. long. Nope. Has not. It's, a, been a, it's been a struggle, dude. And this is obviously a must-win game, too. Like, 
They're right. they're facing the brink of elimination at home. I definitely think they win tonight, and then it goes back to Edmonton game six. I think the series goes seven. Tomorrow. I don't know who wins because, like, if you go seven games with the greatest player in the world and then the second greatest player in the world right behind him, uh, it, you, you know what I mean? Like, you have no idea what's going to happen, right? But to your point, like, pretty much Edmonton's been playing like a – it's almost like a boxing one in, like, hockey terms, right? They had the two guys in front of the net. They have the one – the center basically floating in the middle, and he's following Johnny Gaudreau is ba- when he's on the ice, and he's following the man with the puck, and that's stopping the passing lanes. And the Flames love to fucking that cross-crease passes, yep. ticky-tack one side to the other, right? And they haven't figured it out for two games. And then, like you mentioned, like I think game four, even though they lost, right, the fact they were down 3 nothing, and then, boom, they scored two goals, got Mike Smith rattled to the point where he lets one go from 60 feet. Yeah, that shit was crazy. <laughs> that goal was, was nuts. crazy. It was nuts. And then on top of that, right after the flames, like they had a fucking breakaway. Oh shit. I got excited. Uh, they had a breakaway and Smith like hits it with his head. Right. Like, so he didn't even see it. So I think they have a little chink in the Mike Smith armor and he's very like, he's one of the, he's hot and cold. He's either really, really good or really bad. Trust me. He was with the flames two years ago. Glad he's gone. But uh, so I'm thinking that they got that chink in the armor back. And if that's the case, like, I mean, coming they, into the series, I thought Calgary was definitely the better team. They are. I, I have a better future fire on fire. Edmonton, so I, like, want Edmonton to win. But I didn't think that this was going to be possible, to be honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? And here they are one game away from eliminating Hey, the best Flames. player in the world, you know? Like, no, it's what true, you and, do? He, and he's showing yeah. that he's the best player in the world, too. Yeah, that dude, that dude is a monster. Right. That movie he had in game three where he just full speed stops on a dime 360. <laughs> like, what are you like, – are you kidding? I can't even do that in NHL 2K, dude. Like, it looks like, like another game, 90, it looks like another 99, huh? Yeah, like you can't even do that in video games. And he's just <laughs> out here like doing it in real life. Like, what you, I mean, what he's the best, you, you know do, what I mean? You know what I mean, yeah, no, it's true. But the thing about hockey is he's only on the ice for 22 of 60 minutes. So Right. They've also been playing him an average of like 26 minutes a game. Uh, still, I mean, that's like a game little two. over a third. You no, know. but I'm saying, like, I think that might wear him down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, he gets – he's getting lazy on the defensive end because both those goals that they scored in the second period were on McDavid's line. And it was defensive assignments missed by him. So It's crazy I, to me that hockey players play, like, a third of the game, dude. <laughs> right. It's nuts, dude. Like, because – I mean, if you think about it, you're on the ice yeah, for 40 think, seconds at a time. Yeah, then the, the – how physical it is and the pace of the game happens. Yeah, it's crazy right. though. Like the best Wait, players so, in the world only play like a third of the game. So back in the day, did they play longer? Nah, it's like no. It's always been that. It's actually hours. they've extended line times now. Oh, okay. Uh, then like back in the day. Yeah. No, they're definitely back in the day like, they make line changes hell quick. So like you can have your first line out there, right? And then thirty seconds, like the minute the puck goes the other side, if you didn't control it, they're switching them out. And they would just do that all the time. So they got on the ice, like maybe they were on it more, but they're on it for less time. Okay. That makes make, make sense. Hockey's a crazy sport. Who you got? Really who you got, Irv, tomorrow? You got Calgary at home? You know, I got to go against Eddie and roll away. We can't agree on nothing. All right. All right. If we do agree on something, then. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't know. You know, only, I mean? thing we, only thing we agree on is the Raiders not winning more than eight games. <laughs> no, nah, I never agree on that. What are you talking about? 
Oh, you took the over? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You took the over, and the I over, fucking dude. bet him to win 10. Could have been oh, 12 yeah. and a half games he would have taken the over. Bro. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 you're right nine and a half I'm taking over. Like, come you're on. right, fan. It makes sense. Nah. Why, the fucking over eight and a half is minus 140. It's telling you that they don't want to fucking people betting on it. I mean, is he going to make some money? Okay, we'll see. Kaepernick going to lead you out of 12 wins. Okay, Kaepernick <laughs> comes in and fucking gets some fucking goal line touchdowns. I'm for it. <laughs> Bring him in. He, hey, he might take Derek Carr's job if they sign in, bro. <laughs> nah, that would never happen. Nah, I don't even think the Raiders would let anybody take Carr job outside of Mahomes, probably. Yeah, no, nah, they're, they're with him. I honestly, I thought that like the, I'm I'm surprised at the way they built this team this year because I thought them getting McDaniel's was kind of like resetting, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But they're like, nah, like, no. But it came out that McDaniel's was a big fan of Carr. Oh hell, right. he's been a big fan of Carr. Now I think if Gruden would have stayed, they probably would have reevaluated the quarterback position because you know Gruden ain't never really been a fan of Carr like that. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm just glad that, that like. That's not I'm, saying much though, because he would have took Johnny Manziel number one. So. Right. Like, <laughs> I'm just glad for like one season, dude. I don't have to listen about Derek Carr fucking being traded or cut. <laughs> dude, it's just exhausting. Dude. Uh, just wait till you like, guys start two and six, dude. Then no, there's no chance that uh, one and one and seven. Don't give them. Don't give them. Don't no. get nice two wins. Just wait, bro. Do you guys you keep running your mouths, dude? It's gonna be so sick when the fucking Raiders are like Uh-oh. ten wins in the playoffs. Fucking Broncos get like six wins because mm-hmm. of the fucking Broncos, and that's okay. just what they do. We have a better defense and we have a better quarterback. It's not we got happening. no one to catch the ball. Dude. All right, yeah, all right. Well, we got four receivers. You got two at best. Yeah, you just tra- you got four receivers. Yeah, you just traded. You just traded your third wide receiver. What was that about? Braylon Edwards. Oh, dude, no thanks. You know separation, and he drops the ball, dude. Like I'm he came saying, out of bro. he made, came out of college saying that he had the surest hands in the fucking draft, and then he comes in here. And well, your coach said him. he was the next Terrell Owens, so I don't know what happened. You know, my coach also said a lot of things. <laughs> All right, let's a lot move of on things to, that got uh, him fired. Let's move on to the <laughs> NBA. I had to let you guys. Go at it for a minute. <laughs> Let's move on to the NBA. Uh, so tonight we had um, game six or five of the Eastern Conference Finals. The series was tied two to two heading into Miami. There was a lot of rumors and speculation today that the Heat had multiple positive COVID tests. When Pat McAfee reported this morning, ended up that he was lied to mm-hmm. um, and put it out on national airwaves. However, Boston Celtics win this game 93-80, to 80, and it happened with a dominant end of the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter. Uh, Miami was kind of able to get back. It was a 20-point game at one point, ended up only being a 13-point win. But what's your takeaway from tonight's NBA game? Boston is just too good for Miami. And then on top of that, the, sh- the so-called shooters that Miami have, they can't hit the side of a damn boat. Man, they pay they paying what's the name? They gave him a ninety-five million dollar contract, and dude barely touches the floor like Duncan Robinson. So, well, that's because he doesn't unless, play defense. Yeah, because unless Hero or Jimmy Butler and Bam step up and play out of their minds, they're not winning this series. Well, Bam, you can't rely on him. I mean, there's been five games in this series. He scored thirty-one points in Game Three. He scored eighteen tonight. The other three games, he hasn't even scored more than ten points. So whenever Williams is on the floor, he just disappears. It's just all it is. I mean, he's not, but he's he's not an offensive type of center, anyways. And I think that's yeah, he goes, he gets most of his points off second chances. And that's a that's a big part of the series. And and I've I've said Miami was flawed all season long, dude. I wasn't fooled by their record because. 
they've been having these issues all season long where they don't have a second score. And if Jimmy Butler isn't going off for 30, they don't have a chance, dude. And Jimmy Butler doesn't do that on the regular basis. Like, that's not who he is. You know what I mean? So they've, they've had this issue. In game one, he shoots 18 free throws. Miami wins the game. You know what I mean? Game three, Bam Adebayo scores 31, and Boston turns over 24 times. Those are both things that aren't going to happen twice in a, in a series. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like Boston lost the games that they played more than exactly. the Exactly. This, this yeah. series should honestly be over, bro. This series should and be like over. And like Jordan said, the only thing that gets Boston in trouble is the offense gets too stagnant running yeah. through Tatum sometimes. They just sit back and wait for him to make a play. Right. Well, I don't – Boston's biggest issue, in my opinion, and – Irving, you've heard, you've heard me talk about this with Brian, is that they don't have a true point guard. So they don't have anyone that can, like, control the pace of a game. So, you know, you need a floor general out there. And that's one – people give Chris Paul, like, shit and stuff. But at the end of the he's day, a, like, he can a control the game. Yeah, same with Luka. And that's what makes Luka so good is that when a team is going on a run, they, they can sense it and they can settle their guys down without having to take a timeout and get somebody into a position to score a high-percentage bucket. Right, and that's what Boston's missing because at times they just get super stagnant where they give Tatum the ball or Jalen Brown. Neither of those guys are great like facilitators. They're great scorers, but you know we've seen Tatum where he's like one for nine and he's like jacking up fucking contest double team contested nineteen foot fadeaway. Like that's just not a good shot. You know what I mean? Reminds you of who? Kobe. <laughs> yeah, the difference is, is Kobe would hit like forty two percent of them. Right. Yeah, I know, but Kobe, Kobe practiced like a three hundred and forty of them before the game, so he knows he's gonna make. Uh, Kobe was a <laughs> the issue with Kobe is letting him shoot open shots because he's not gonna hit them open. But you put fucking three guys on him and he hits money buckets dude. every time. It's it's insane. There's just some guys that are like that. You know, Mike was yeah. like that too. Mike loved being contested and right. raised his game to another yeah. level. I mean, me personally, dude, this has been one of the most boring series of all time. Well, the NBA playoffs have opinion. been trash, dude. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it's like pretty consistent with the NBA playoffs, man. Like they haven't had like a good like the finals are always pretty good. Right, I'm not gonna lie, the NHL playoffs have been way more entertaining. Oh, way, way more, more dude. The NHL way playoffs have been fantastic, but like, I don't know. This series is like whatever, and then all these the other blowouts that don't make. Yeah, it like, I don't want to watch the fucking thirty point game in the third yeah. quarter. Today what on the broadcast, there was some stat where it was like there was there had only been four lead changes in the entire series heading into tonight dude unbelievable <laughs> dude crazy so like every game like the team that won basically won from the yeah it was like fucking 20 to 4 early in every game it seemed 18 to 1 you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's just that's terrible it's not good for the league dude no it's not and at all it is what it is though last year's finals were good all the all the games were pretty close them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I said, the finals usually end up being pretty good every year, but every it's just year, like getting everyone, to the finals. It's everyone like, talks right. about the 2016 finals being good. That that was the Warriors was a versus terrible. Cavs. Every game was series. a blowout. Every game was a blowout except for game yeah. seven. That was the only that, game that wasn't a blowout. Yeah, that year for the Warriors, when they lost in the playoffs, they lost by huge numbers every time because they were just, you know what I'm saying? Like they'd be down and they we need rest because we played 82 games as hard as yeah, we could. mail it in. In the regular season. I feel like they did that last game too. So, you know, let's let's talk about tomorrow's game against the Warriors and, and um, Mavericks. Right now, Warriors minus seven point favorites at home, up three to one on the series with a chance mm-hmm. to close it out. I don't know what the total is right now. Let me pull it up. Uh, let me see. 
I say this. The only way that game is going to be close if Dallas shoots lights out from the three-point line again. Yep, 100%. Like, the only games – like, two of the three games – Two of the three games that the Warriors won, right, was because Dallas couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And then the one game two, Dallas had their best offensive game, and then they just forgot to play defense at the in the second half, right? So, like, you know, it, it's really the series has come down to, like, Dallas is shooting. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's last series they hit 51% on what is considered open shots, so a defender less than four feet away from them. Right. In this series, they're shooting under 30% on those same exact shots. So, I mean, yeah. they're getting the shot creation. They're getting the shots they want. They're just not hitting them at the end of the day. Right. And the Warriors played terrible last game, too, yeah. like the the starters did. The one problem for the Mavericks, and maybe if they if the Warriors, when the Warriors advanced in the finals, like the youngsters got in and got a taste of success in the playoffs. You know what I mean? You had Moody out there hitting threes. Kamingo yeah, had a great game. They're not play those guys again unless it's a blowout. They're going to need them. Like if Porter's out, you know what I'm saying? They'll need them in stretch, in stretch time. Like Moody played – uh, what was it, seven, eight minutes in the fourth quarter in uh, well. game three? You know what I mean? Well. Like, no, he played well. In, but I'm, what, what I'm saying is, like, you know, let's say tomorrow it's a fucking one possession game. They're not going to put Moody in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 but he got to get to that point, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? The, the other thing, too, is the Mavericks bench has been lights out for the most part. All playoffs, but not this series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, I like, I don't pay attention to the Mavs outside of Luca. What the hell happened to Tim Hardaway Jr.? He he's hurt. The... He's hurt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Damn. I was say, I know he didn't sign with another team. Nah, he's hurt. He had like knee surgery this year, dude. So. Oh damn. Yeah, he's out they for miss the... him. They they missing him bad. I mean, what they really need is a, a rim protector. <laughs> That's what they they yeah, need. Yeah, ain't gonna cut rim. it, dude. So they should go after Nerlens Noel. I mean, not Nerlens Noel. Uh, Aiden in the offseason. I mean, that would be a fucking ideal fit, to be honest. Come on, then he'll get the bank and go to Dallas. I mean, that wouldn't be bad either, but, I mean, Aiton is the guy they need because you still need someone that can score down low because it takes pressure off of Luka, and I think that was the biggest problem with Porzingis is, A, he doesn't stay healthy, and, B, he's just, like, ever since he got hurt in that last knee injury, he, like, hasn't been the same, dude. Yeah, he refused to attack the basket. Yeah, he's, he's just, like, doesn't do it, dude. Doesn't play. Oh well. man, I remember that one parlay this dude would have won like four hundred and some thousand on the first basket, and Luca missed. The, I mean, Porzingis missed the layup. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that sounds about right, though, bro. Damn, that was fucked up. That shit, that shit's crazy. But honestly, this series is like I don't even know who to bet in this game because Eddie, you're right. If the Mavs were hitting shots they were hitting last series. This game is much different. I mean, this series is much different. Yeah. And it's like, that could happen tomorrow. It happened in this game, this last game, game game four. Mm-hmm. It could happen in game five, you know what I mean? Because game yeah, two, they they could they had a great chance of winning that game. So unpredictable. Yeah, it's very unpredictable. So, I mean, this is a game for me that, like, I'm not going to bet it right now. I'm going to wait in game to see how. If anything, I'm taking, like, overs and point, like, for Curry, Props. like the only thing you know, like points, they do like points, rebounds, assists, right? But yep. it's been averaging around thirty-five and a half to thirty-seven and a half is what they're putting for him. I take the over there because, like, you for know, who? they're going to need Curry? him to have a big game. Curry, yeah, Curry. Yeah, like I, I think he has a big game here. Like I would, I wouldn't lean more towards Clay because it's not game six yet. But like, <laughs> like I think Curry has a big game. I think you're going to see a, like Jordan Poole's going to have to get 
get loose a little bit. Cause yeah, because he, he hasn't had a big game yet, so I think he's yeah. due. Yeah, I think he's due for one. But I mean, yeah. that's kind of how the Warriors have been all playoffs, dude. Like Curry's been very up and down. clay has been very up and down. poole has been very up and down. Really, their most consistent player has been Wiggins the whole playoffs. Yeah. You know? Yep, and like Draymond Green just gotta stop fucking turning the ball over every triple fucking single. three percent. <laughs> <laughs> he is Mister Triple Single, though. That is a absolute <laughs> fact. I mean, they cut. I guess that's like two things here: either it's a close game, or like the Warriors just pull ahead well, early, yeah. and then like it's over. And I know that's like too polarized. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's but that's obviously... the thing with that's the crazy thing about the Warriors at home, dude. Is like Curry hits two threes in a row, and the game's over, dude. Because right. that fucking arena is going to blow up, and it just it, the momentum is hard to gain, dude, to get back if you're Dallas. So it's like that's why I hate this line because I think if things go the way they've been going this series, the Warriors should easily cover. But there's still that chance that the Mavericks find their shot because it happened all last series. They hit over 51% on open threes. Right. They do that. And it's it's and elimination gonna, game too, dude. Like, and they're going to get the open threes. They've been getting them all series because Luca gets them. They, mm-hmm. He's able to get guys open threes. So if they're able to knock those down, we're talking about a whole different series. And that could happen tomorrow, right. and it could absolutely not happen. They could start missing them. So I right. think that's something to kind of watch for, you know, betting this live tomorrow. Yeah, I would look for the live bet more than just betting it ahead of game, dude. I agree with you there. Because, like, you can kind of get a feel – after like the first quarter, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, not like the score wise, but just like look if at the tempo of the game. Yeah, yep. You know what I mean? Like, if because the other thing too is if Dallas falls into the trap that they fall into of trying to run with the Warriors, oh, then it's gonna be over. It's a wrap, <laughs> and that's what that's another reason why in the third quarter the Warriors pull away. It's a little, they're tired, dude. Like no team can run like the Warriors do. That's well, just like they've always been their strength. Team. You know what I'm saying? Like, they've just always been that athletically better. So, if you try to run with them, you're done. Like, you have to slow the game down. You know what I mean? Because, plus, if you slow the game down, the Warriors will do dumb shit, like shooting 35-foot threes for no reason. Do we have any best bets for tomorrow, fellas? Yeah, I'm going to start with – first, I'm going to take the – where was I? Hang on. Sorry. And we got Carolina Hurricanes at home. You know how we feel about the Carolina Hurricanes at home. I'm actually going to take them minus one and a half at plus 180. Ooh, Again, got to look there. Gotta look at the empty net goals. I think that's going to be a that's going to be a good shot here. Uh, that's a number one bet. And then again, I like the Steph Curry over. Whatever you're getting, some books have it at just points. Some books have it at points, rebounds, assists, like I was mentioning. Like, I think he puts up at least like 32 to 35 points. So take it for that, you know, whatever your book's offering. Nice. I like it. Herb, you got any bets? Uh, you take, take the Dodgers. under on the Diamondbacks and the Dodgers. You got uh, Is Galen on the mound. Uh, no, you got uh, Mitch White and Castellanos, but Dodgers um, bats went cold today. Sometimes <laughs> when our bats go cold, it lasts for a couple games. So take the under on the Dodgers and the uh, Diamondbacks. Nice. All right, I got a best bet for tomorrow. I'm going St. Louis Cardinals, Milwaukee Brewers over seven and a half runs. St. Louis is number one in WRC plus versus left-handed pitching, and they're 10th in hard hit contact rate versus left-handed pitchers. 
Eric Lauer is giving up 40% hard contact and over 50% of his pitches are fastballs and cutters, which the Cardinals are third in Major League Baseball in weighted runs per average on. And Adam Wainwright only allowing 27% hard contact, but he has not been good against Milwaukee in his career, especially at home since 2017. He has a 4.18 ERA against the Brew Crew at home. So... I like this over here. I think it's going to be a little bit more high scoring and seven and a half is even saying that both these teams are going to average less than their average run. So give me the over seven and a half here. I like can't believe Adam Wainwright's still pitching. He's 40 <laughs> years old, bro. I feel like he was pitching when I was in high school. Yeah, he, he was. was. <laughs> Probably was, right? Like, Jesus Christ. He's I'm been... class in 2008, so he was definitely pitching when I was in high school. He's uh, yeah, no, nah, he's definitely, he was pitching when we were in high school too, Eddie. He was a, he was a closer <laughs> when he, when he first came into the league, remember? Yeah, yeah. They're, doing, they're, doing the, they're doing the same thing with Jordan Hicks now, too. They started him off as a bullpen guy. Now they're stretching him out. Making him a starter. Yeah, that dude, uh, he struggles, man. He, he walks too many batters. And that's the thing with yeah. Wainwright this year, too, is he's walking a ton of fucking batters. I mean, 40 years old, shit's fucking crazy. Because he's, he's trying to pitch around guys too much because he throws slower. His velocity is down. Time, right. time, it's time to give it up. Could be. Now, when you get him paid, what he's getting paid. Yeah, he's still efficient, too. He's still effective. He's, I mean, he's a guy that I think is destined for a long reliever. Listen to me, guys. Well, he's 40 now. Pack it up. Pack it up. <laughs> Cardinals are not winning with Adam Rainwright. Well, he's not their ace, though. Should he's like he a damn, four, right? Should he damn near might be. <laughs> nah. O'Flaherty's their ace, but he's. I think he's out with Tommy John still, dude. Yeah, so... That's the problem with them is they got fucking too many injuries, but they they can fucking rake and they've been raking in the last few now, weeks. Goldschmidt been on fire. Goldschmidt's been good. Arenado's been hella good. Uh, yeah, he finally proved to people he could hit outside of course. Remember, people was like, "Oh, he's not at course Field. He might go be the it's same." It's like player. the fucking knock on everyone he comes. Well, he doesn't hit for power outside of course Field. Yeah, who 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 really does? I mean, that's true. Crazy stat, by the way, about the Rockies today. Um, they played the Pirates, right? CJ Crone hit a home run, which was their first home run since their third road game. Their, their first home run on the road since their third road game of the season, which was on April 13th of this year. And <laughs> it's almost yeah. June, and they just hit their first road home run since. <laughs> that's, that, that's that mile high magic right there. Yeah. It's fucking incredible. So if you're looking to bet against the Rockies, always take them when they're at home and then bet against them when they're on the road. They'll be winning over 60% of your bets. Anyways, make sure to go to Tavour.com or download the Tavour app straight to your mobile device. Use promo code TAPROOM for $10 off your first purchase of $25 or more. That's craft beer delivered straight to your front door. You don't even have to leave your fucking house. For Raider Eddie and Swerving Irving Washington, I'm Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks. Lads, I will be back on Sunday night with Mr. Big Ball and Ben Larson to recap the weekend and uh, look ahead to Monday Oh, Irvin, by the way, I got that Gervonta Davis fight wrong. It's actually this Saturday. We still going mm-hmm. under nine and a half? Yeah, that I don't think the fight gonna go nine rounds. I'm just being I'm just being a gen genius. Generous. Alright. I see if shit it could go three to six rounds, honestly. Like Roley is it's overrated, dude. Like we could talk more about it off the air. Eddie, Charles Schwab Championship. Who do you got? And no one's playing in this shit. Major's over. Uh, everyone's <laughs> playing from last week, basically, yeah. except for Tiger. Uh, I mean, I don't really know, to you be honest JT with you. JT bounces it, back again, too? 
Who's that? Justin Thomas. You think he played no. even after winning? He ain't going to win again, dude. Yeah, I don't Not think so. Man. He's too busy partying it up. You got to yeah, look at someone who missed the cut. Game. Someone who missed the cut last week will probably be the one who wins this Probably week. some dude that we've never heard of is going to win. Usually. So take the longest odds. The long odds. Yeah, there yeah, there you go. go. Harold right, Harner. Have a great weekend. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.